Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Barely Bookish Podcast. Today we're going to be continuing on with Rebecca and I will be joined by the co-hosts of the Best Book Club podcast, uh, Jen and Shanna. But if you haven't listened to the previous two episodes, or three episodes actually, uh, please be sure to go back and listen to those before tuning into this episode, just so, you know, things stay chronological and you don't get spoilers, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be a fun one. Uh, I have even more theories, which I feel like at this point you all are not surprised. But, um, without further ado, let's get into the episode. So, chapter 11, it right away throws us in with even more main character anxiety, and she's, like, freaking out over this boathouse. She cannot let the idea of this boathouse go. And why? I don't know. But I think she should burn it. It definitely had some haunted vibes to it. Yeah. Yeah, it was super spooky. The fact that it was unlocked. Yeah, everything was just covered in mold. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, because you're, like, right by the water. So yeah. that makes sense. Also, like, how close to the water is this boathouse? So the way I picture it is, like, a little bay mm-hmm. or, like, a little, I don't know, pond. Mm-hmm. This is probably wrong. But, like, a little circle pond with a buoy in the middle and then, like, a path that goes to the ocean. Mm-hmm. Like, where the boat would come in and then dock and then yeah. goes back out. So maybe that's not what it's like, but for me, it's like a little pond with a little house on the side, and the ocean is separate. I imagine it's like a little inlet, like same thing, but like instead of like the pond ending, it just continued to the ocean past mm-hmm. it. That's what I was kind of thinking. Oh, okay. But I don't know. I just don't understand this boathouse. And how everything got moldy in a year. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. Well, it's been completely untouched. Yeah, but, like, how'd the water get in? Like, if you're an avid reader, if you noticed... Because she had to be using this boathouse continuously. If you started noticing that your books were getting moldy, you wouldn't keep books in there. Wasn't there Mm -hmm. a broken window? Oh, you're right. There's the roof. The roof is leaking. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. How's the roof leaked in a year? I don't know. I don't understand this boathouse. Yeah, it seems to be not doing well yeah. for just one year. We probably won't go there again, so don't worry about it. Burned. Uh. Burned. 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 <laughs> Burned. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This boathouse gives me bad vibes. Like It feels like it was cursed to accelerate in its decay. Mm. So, Maxim has started walking alone because, you know, being two months into your relationship, there's nothing healthier than wanting to be separated. Uh, <laughs> and so he just, like, doesn't see her as much on a normal day, which is wonderful. Um, love that for them. <laughs> and so our main character has started, like, turning even more inward so that she doesn't upset Maxim because she feels like everything she says sets him off. Which, yeah, yeah, it kind of does. 
It kind of does. It does. Yeah. He's moody. Yeah. 100%. So she's also starting to have to make house calls to the neighbors, which is the worst because he doesn't go with her. (laughs) Yeah. That's like actually Uh, my worst nightmare. Yeah. Sometimes getting out of the car, my neighbors will be like, hey, how are the kids? And I'm like, oh, Christ, please, no. Get back in the car. Uh, (laughs) I've sat in the car with my kids for five minutes until the chatty one left. Oh, yeah. No, no, thank you. This is my favorite part about living in an apartment complex now. Because, like, when I lived in the suburbs with my parents, every time I got out of the house, like, got out of the car, you know, your neighbors talk to you. And, like, it's not always a, like, it's not always a bother. Like, I like my neighbors. But it's kind of nice just being able to, like, walk in. I don't know a single one of my neighbors. <laughs> Never met any of them. I know one of them's got a Dalmatian. That's all I know. <laughs> oh, we've got Beer Guy. We've got Brenda. Her name is not Brenda. Uh, we have Old Guy. <laughs> I don't I don't know any of these people's names, but they all have, like, their characters to us. Yeah, my friend... I went and visited her apartment and she has a, what I like to call a spy window, like in her (laughs) kitchen that you can't see in, but she can see out. And so, cause it's like too dark cause it's under like an overhang and also it's just like tinted. So she can see everything that's going on. And like, (laughs) it was like talking about her neighbors and I was like, I love this. I don't have a spy window. Okay. Like I have this big double sliding door that I keep closed at all times because I'm facing the parking lot. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't know a single one of my neighbors, but I've also only been here three weeks. So that that may change. Yeah. You'll, you'll start being like, damn it. Same guy. Yeah. (laughs) See him every time. And now I have to say hi to him. So our main character brings up Rebecca at the bishop's wife's house for no reason. Um, And then she gets her feelings hurt immediately. I don't know why she did this to herself. She's got to find out somehow. And apparently this is the only way. Yeah. Yeah. She's just going to keep bringing up Rebecca until someone tells her what happened. So as soon as she leaves and she comes home, She's like, I never want to do that again. I'm never going to call on people. I don't care what they say about me. I know they're already talking about me. And like sends herself into this like spiral. And I just keep feeling bad for her. Um, And then she decides that she's never returning the calls. And she just makes up her mind on that as she's driving all the way home. Like by a chauffeur, which what a mood. I wish I would. I I'm know, never yeah. doing this again. <laughs> yeah, uh, dramatically looking out the window as like Coldplay plays in the background. <laughs> <laughs> so she on the drive sees Frank walking up the driveway, and she decides to just force her presence upon him, and is like, "Hey, stop the car! I'm gonna get out and walk." And I was, I didn't realize they were on the driveway when she said that, and I was like, "How does she even know where Frank's going?" <laughs> you know <laughs> like what if frank was going home and he's like oh i guess i'll come to manderley today <laughs> well what other purpose does he have really yeah groceries not for frank nope all he needs is manderley to survive but also why is he on the driveway why wouldn't he just drive to the house does he not have a car yeah where's he walking from <laughs> 
What does he do? Because obviously, it, I don't understand. Does he live on the property as well? Like, what? How many people live? I mean, I guess it's a giant house with wings. So, like, the whole, I bet half the town lives on the property. He probably <laughs> doesn't, I, I can almost bet Maxim does not know every single person that lives in his house. Yeah, probably not. Ben might even live in his house. He wouldn't know. <laughs> ben lives on the property, but not in the house. He could, because he lives with his mom <laughs> in a in like a cabin. Yeah, that's fair. I believe. I think that that is true. sounds right. That sounds right. So our main character is like, all right, now's the time to find out, and starts questioning Frank about Rebecca and making him as comfortable as uncomfortable as humanly possible. Which she had to do it. She had to do it to someone, and she found Frank alone. Yeah. <laughs> And he's just as awkward as she is. Yeah. So she just starts asking a bunch of different questions and finds out that Rebecca had a boat and the boat is what killed her. Apparently it capsized and sank and she was thrown overboard, but no one saw it happen. It was in the middle of the night and she apparently went sailing in the storm, even though she is a well-known sailor who's done it her entire life. And apparently she couldn't swim in the cove and drowned and i'm telling you right now none of that makes sense (laughs) i suppose i suppose that does sound suspicious when you put it that way how much do you love the boat's name Uh, yeah it it was i return right um yeah i'm coming back or something like like the exact translation but yeah it was like yeah i return yeah that's not ominous you're a ghost yeah okay wait second theory no like 18th theory at this point rebecca (laughs) not dead she needed to get away from maxim so she fake crashed her boat swam ashore is living her own beautiful life in monte carlo that is a theory and then comes back at the end of the year and it's like i'm suing you for all you have because you tried to kill me Oh. And then he's like, to the asylum with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's my other theory. That's um, a good theory. And that's why her room is still functional. It's because she actually still lives there. <laughs> so apparently they found their uh, her body two months after the accident with both of her arms ripped off. Yeah, and that she, was very gruesome. Yeah, and how would be, that happen? Yeah, and how would how would Maxim actually like um, identify her? Yeah, identify. Yeah. How would he identify her? Yeah, they said, I have a mole on one of my butt cheeks, so Andrew would probably be like, "Oh, look, yeah, it's Shanna. I can recognize <laughs> her butt cheek. <laughs> I got a freckle on the bottom so. of my foot, so." Yeah, there you go. I guess I it's know. more of a freckle than, than a mole. <laughs> it's a birthmark, you know? Yeah, yeah, you know. I know, it's just so weird because it's like, yeah, apparently her body was like super beat up and everything. And he was like, yeah, 100%, that's my wife. But like... Well, she's been in the water for two months too. Like, yeah. I don't know, I've seen CSI. Yeah. It doesn't look so good. Oh, gross. Yeah, there's no way he would know for sure that that's his wife. Two months, there's got to be some fishies in there. And also they said they found her body naked? Yeah, her her clothes got ripped off? Yeah. 
along she with her tumbling arms? around maybe like, in yes. the water <laughs> but like seems, it seems like a lot yeah there's a lot of like very specific ways this would have to have happened you know what i mean like it's too much for me to believe it and also that she was found 40 miles away like i get that the water pushes you but like how did she never uh float up if you you know catch my drift yeah. after two months yeah it is a little fishy yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it's weird that she would have gotten into a river you know what I mean? Like, it feels like she would have gone out into the ocean more. Yeah. Yeah, it's not really adding up. Yeah. I don't know that much about dead bodies, but, like, I don't know. I've read a lot of books. <laughs> I've seen some true crime. I think yeah. Maxim's the murderer. So, Frank is talking really carefully about this death murder. Um... <laughs> and is being very suspicious so I really think he knows what actually happened and this is his little rehearsal I don't trust this it's... at all yes he was exceptionally awkward about it yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> we're all looking at you Shanna right? <laughs> I have to look anywhere except for at you guys <sighs> You're like, wow, this room is beautiful. Um, oh, it's so good. <laughs> so Frank, uh, the MC, the main character tells Frank that she knows that people are comparing her to Rebecca all the time. And he's like, I've literally never heard anyone say that, to be honest <laughs> with you. And I think that was cute because like, I do think most of this is in her head. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, no one really brings up Rebecca until she brings up Rebecca. Like, except Mrs. Danvers, but Mrs. Danvers is the worst. Yeah. And I guess if it's constantly on her mind because she lives in Rebecca's house. Yeah. With Rebecca's stuff. Yeah. Oh, I would have done a full remodel. Mm -hmm. I still <laughs> fully support that. Yeah. Uh, so Frank says that she's a refreshing change and that if he ever heard a word of criticism, he would immediately ensure it was never said again and like, go Frank. What a guy. What a guy. Yeah. Yep. That's a good one. Yeah. And then he also says that he, she, her being there is helping everyone move towards the future, which I thought was really nice. It was a very nice compliment by Frank. But then she asks one final question that she never should have asked. I was like, did you think Rebecca was beautiful? He's like, yeah, she was the most beautiful person I've ever seen. Like, lie, Frank. <laughs> lie. Yeah. yeah, she was all right. She yeah. Was all right. Come on. I mean, some said she was beautiful. Like, it's something, please. <laughs> I mean, if you're into tall, dark, sculpted women with small feet and grace, I guess. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Who wears a ball gown like it's made for her, I guess. <laughs> so yeah. then we are on to chapter 12. And... Our main character finally gets her own housemaid and her name is Clarice and she likes her a lot because she's never been trained before and um, it works out better because she doesn't question our main character's every single thing, which is nice. Aw, it was so sad when she felt so bad about her underwear. Yeah. And then 
when she gets a new maid, she decides not to order new ones. What? Still yeah. order the new stuff. Come on, yeah. you're very rich. I know. Yeah. Get new underwear. Do it. I saw that thing that like I don't know who did that study, but apparently you're supposed to get new underwear every six months. And I'm like, <laughs> oh. I read that as years. Whoops. Yeah, whoops. <laughs> Strange. Anyways, put that on the back burner for a while. <laughs> so everyone is still trying to stay to our tradition. And, you know, as we said, main character will not put her foot down. Um, but she goes into the morning room and Beatrice had bought her books on the history of art, which I thought was nice. You know, I think it's honestly a little misguided because, you know, I, but it, she tried and that's what we can congratulate her for because yes, Beatrice is the only person in this entire house that's trying to make our main character happy. Yeah. And it was very, very sweet of her. Mm-hmm. It really was. I was happy with that. Um, and then our main character is like, oh, I hope Beatrice likes me. And I'm like, she does. She does. I, it's canon to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Mrs. Danvers uh, apparently accused Robert. Oh, I, I didn't write it down because I thought it was insignificant. Context. Um, our main <laughs> character broke a Cupid ornament when she was trying to put a vase uh, or trying to put the books up and then she stressfully just sweeps it up into an envelope and it's like puts it at the back where you know dress uh, like desk and it's like ah it's fine i'll deal with that later i guess and doesn't tell anyone about it because like one it's hers now why would she need to tell anybody about it yeah Mm -hmm. and two you know, you broke something and you've only been in this house three days. I'm not going to go tell everyone about that. No. Just Good. clean it up and forget it happened. Yeah. And so then Mrs. Danvers, who's the terrible person she is, accuses Robert of breaking or of stealing, I guess, the ornament because she notices that it's not there. <laughs> yeah. Apparently there's ornaments all over this house. Like, yeah. Who, what? Get a life. If yeah. I had a little Cupid ornament, I would be like, oops. Oh, darn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, well. And then our main character- It's really ugly in my brain. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. I think it's tacky. I yeah. <laughs> will not hear any sort of argument against that. I think it was 100% tacky. And I think she's like one of those people that definitely just had decorations for the sake of having a decoration, like Rebecca was, and just to show off her money. Like, have you ever been to, like, a rich person's house and they just don't seem to have any sense of taste, but all of their stuff is, like, $10,000? <laughs> oh, yeah. All of the rich people I know have excellent taste. Mm. It's, it's upsetting. <laughs> I just imagine that Rebecca didn't have any taste. And I don't, I don't want to hear anything to the contrary of that. <laughs> I feel like all signs point to excellent taste. Maybe this was a beautiful Cupid. I don't know. I just want to imagine that it's like really bad taste, but it's rich people taste. So everyone's (laughs) like, oh, she was such a great decorator. And then our main character's like, is it? It just sounded like there was all these little glass figurines everywhere. Yeah. Which I hate. It's like my grandma. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, like the Swarovski crystals? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The Swarovski. Yeah. Whatever it is. Um, 
at our local mall. They have a display of them, except for the, the little figurines, and it's Darth Vader and C-3PO. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I guess those are okay. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Darth Vader's like six hundred dollars. Oh my god! So yeah. maybe, maybe don't no, do it. Don't but... do it. Yeah, I just imagine that it's super tacky. But yeah, our main character thinks that Mrs. Danvers accused Robert, so that our main character would have to come forward. And I can't tell if this is true or if she's worried over nothing. It just can't be. There's just no yeah. way. I don't know. I don't know. She's just overthinking. Everything. I hope so. But I also I can't tell how cynical or not cynical or how passive aggressive I guess Mrs. Danvers is. I can't tell. Yeah, I mean she is the worst, so maybe it is possible. Yeah. So main character finally op- uh owns up to the fact that she broke it and Maxim gives her the hardest time about it. But she should have done it, like, one minute sooner before she had to do it in front of both of them. Yeah. yeah. At least Frith just sounds like he doesn't care at all. Yeah. Danvers, oof. Yeah. I mean, I don't... I don't know why she didn't say anything. Like, I know why, because she's shy. But, like, she really should have just been like, oh, actually, that was me, sorry. But... Also, it's my room, so I can redecorate it when I please. And if my redecorating is breaking things, then that's my business. <laughs> right. I guess the fact that they were both just going on and on about how expensive it was probably didn't help. Yeah. I mean, if I was her, I would have, like, wide swept, thrown it all in the garbage. but <laughs> And then realized how, much, how expensive they were later. Yeah. <laughs> so... She- our main character is really just still struggling with the fact that she feels like a fraud and she's like, I broke Rebecca's thing, not my thing, Rebecca's thing. Because it is Rebecca's thing because they won't let her to redecorate her office. Yeah. She has this whole thing about imagining Rebecca getting it mm-hmm. and how she felt opening it and all of this. And it's like, yeah. oh, she's thinking too much about that. And then she gets in a fight with Maxim after all the servants leave and it's like I bet that you married me that so people would gossip and he gets pissed he's like oh so that's what you think I'm like which Maxim you've never said you loved her of course she thinks that's what you're like (laughs) what so then he says that he thinks Manderly makes her unhappy and that he rushed her into marriage and I was like yeah both of those things are correct (laughs) true (laughs) but then she goes on the offensive and quickly dismisses his worries and i feel like he's gaslighting her i really do i feel like he's making her say that she's actually comfortable by getting mad at her you know like Mm -hmm. he said gaslight gatekeep girl boss in this moment (laughs) yeah this scene is the first time like really hard Mm -hmm. just how abusive this relationship actually is is like obvious yeah it's truly astounding to be honest Mm -hmm. and she is like aren't you happy i'm happy and he's like if you're happy like if you say it's so then it's so (laughs) just but he also just said it wasn't so yeah and it's obvious yeah 
Yeah. I feel like all of the other instances, like they could almost be explained away mm-hmm. around like the situations, like being at the cove mm-hmm. or whatever. This one, there was no reason to be like that. Yeah. And he was still like that. It, it's not cool, Maxim. Not at all. It is really toxic, my guy. Like, mm-hmm. get therapy and stop dragging people into this problem with you. <laughs> yeah. So then we are on to chapter 13. Uh, Maxim leaves for London for two days. And our main character just fully imagines that he's dying. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. And, like, as someone with anxiety who's also done this, I know how bad that is. I do this all the time. Yeah. I also, like, I take meds for it, right? Yeah. And, oh, God, as a mother? Good Lord. Anytime my children leave, I'm like, oh, this is the worst. I have to take 10 minutes of, like, just stressing out. Yeah. And she was, like, that obsessed with it and that was when i was like oh no this lady is undiagnosed she used to go talk to a doctor yeah there are some excellent meds that could help her with this yeah but except for in 1938 it's probably just the good old asylum <sighs> it's just cocaine and yeah. lobotomies yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah yeah but so, yeah oh yeah i also like that 100 percent. anytime any family member leaves the house yeah or if they're like one minute past where i think they should be home Mm-hmm. that's it i'm alone forever <laughs> yeah this is the end yeah and now i have my boyfriend's location now just so i can make sure that he arrives to destinations like <laughs> well and then i don't have to call him 15 times because i'm that way <laughs> yeah. it's love so this yeah. is love <laughs> <laughs> it's very stressful yeah <laughs> yes so robert calls to say that he arrives or no robert has someone call to say that he arrived safely but doesn't leave a message for his wife (sighs) and then because he is gone she feels the most carefree she's felt in weeks and i was like well that's not good (laughs) (laughs) no no that's not a good sign Yeah, so then she decides the best way to spend her afternoon is by going back to the cove because Maxim's not there to stop her, which honestly, yeah, good choice because Mm -hmm. I would 100% do that too. Yeah, I'd be there. Yep. Yep. I'd be like, oh yeah, you're not here to stop me. I'm going to go into the West Wing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I'm going to touch the rose. (laughs) Touch the spindle. (laughs) so they get to the cottage and jasper is absolutely freaking out um because of course she took the puppy with her and turns out ben is in the cottage for some reason sure is yeah and then ben utters the words i never told no one and i'm like what do you know ben (laughs) and i'm surprised that she wasn't like what do you know ben right she was just like oh weird (laughs) anyways (laughs) she looks into everything except that sentence (laughs) like she was just like oh that's weird that he also just like is here i don't know who he's talking about when it's obviously he's talking about rebecca now my question is did he a see 
Maxim kill Rebecca. B, see Rebecca trying to leave Maxim. Or C, see someone covering up Rebecca's body. Those are my questions. Or D, was Rebecca cheating on Maxim? And he witnessed mm-hmm. it. Hmm. Who can say? Who can say? I like I like it though. I could say, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> I appreciate you for really <laughs> covering for us here. Um <laughs> but apparently Rebecca had threatened to throw Ben into the asylum. And I was like, okay, rude, because I guess Ben looked into her windows, which that's creepy. And I get why Rebecca would be uncomfortable about it, but apparently we've already established that Ben is harmless. And what was Rebecca doing? Why did she go down to the boathouse so often? Did she have a secret lover? Yeah. What is she doing in there that it's a problem that someone's looking in the windows? If your house is so big that you have separate wings where you can be away from your husband, why do you need a boathouse? A fully furnished boathouse. With yeah. books that you don't care about because they're moldy. I mean, I'd still have that, probably. I mean, we love a she-shack, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> and half of the house could be a she-shack. I don't know. <laughs> it's true. So, our main character just gets absolutely freaked out about this entire interaction and runs sprinting away from the house which you know another sign that she is a flight response which is fine Mm -hmm. and then she comes home and sees a car and she's like oh that's weird and the car is like trying to be secretly hidden but it's not she's like oh weird and then looks up and there's a random man in the west wing Dun, dun 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 And oh, and then Mrs. Danvers' hand comes out and shuts the shutter. Yeah. Oh. And then she's like, that's weird. Uh, maybe Danvers has a secret lover. And she's <laughs> like, I guess I'll just go to the morning room. And then realizes that someone was using her morning room. And then realizes Mrs. Danvers used her morning room to entertain guests. As if there isn't like 18 other rooms in this house that they could have done that in. And it was a weird choice. Yeah. Especially when you're trying to sneak around. <laughs> so then mrs danvers is trying to get this guy out and it's like hey i will go make like miss danvers yells uh, in my head she's yelling and says like let me go make sure she's not a- around and then we will get you out of here so you don't have to see her and then walks past the morning room and that she's hiding in and he walks right in bad choice <laughs> Yeah, she was acting pretty sus. Pretty sus. Gotta say. Also, the dude's drunk, so there's that too. I don't like this guy. No, he's a no. tool. Trash it was weird, though. She's like, oh, he's quite handsome. And then she describes him, and I'm like, no, he sounds pretty ugly. Yeah, he sounds disgusting, actually. Yeah, like vile. Like, totally yeah. no. So, oh, and his whole attitude. Yeah. And then as he's leaving, he keeps trying to, like, kidnap her, basically. And it's like, just come on a ride in my car. Like, no. (laughs) I'm not going to get in your van where you have candy. No. No. (laughs) It's like one of those people who, like, says a bunch of awkward stuff. And mm -hmm. then when you don't respond to it, like, oh, I'm just making a joke. Yeah. Mm, Where are you? Where are you? 
But she was like, oh, okay, I will come out to the van and yeah. look at your candy. That's because okay. Because I'm polite. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, You no. just said you weren't going to call on your neighbors because they annoyed you. Why are you being polite now? Yeah. And you've seen his car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he also says not to mention this visit to Maxim. And she's like, I won't. And I'm like, wrong choice. Yeah, yeah, I would be phoning him immediately. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's the most toxic man that she's trying not to upset. Mm. But, like, but tell she's someone. also, like, this is a really good way to try to get rid of Mrs. Danvers. Hey, Mrs. Danvers yeah. has this dude coming to the yeah. house that he doesn't want you to know he's there. I don't know who he is. He's sneaking around your old bedroom. Yeah. It's weird. He straight up says that you don't like him and wouldn't be happy that he was there. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you show up? I don't understand. Yeah. <sighs> so then she makes the only logical decision she's made this entire book. And it's like, oh, I'm going to go figure out why they were in the West Wing. Which, like, yeah, girl, please do that. <laughs> so then we are on to chapter 14. She goes up to the West Wing and there is a room that's not completely covered in, like, dust sheets. And I'm like, that's weird. That's suspicious. <laughs> yep, yep, that's creepy. Yeah. And we find out that someone was keeping room, so, uh, Rebecca's room exactly as it was with her night jack, like night cover hanging over a chair as if waiting for her. And that's creepy. Unwashed. Yeah. At this point, like Mrs. Danvers is truly just worshiping Rebecca. Like she really it's a is. shrine. Yeah. It's terrifying. So as she's going through Rebecca's room, Mrs. Danvers shows up and she starts being like really fake sweet, which is very suspicious. And she's like bragging about Rebecca and how small her feet are and how thin she was and like how she had all these beautiful clothes and like needed a whole room just for her clothes. And that's how we find out that when she died, she also lost both her arms because, I don't know, I guess Mrs. Danvers doesn't hold anything back. Well, this is also kind of a weird detail for her to have. Yeah. And then she also says, like, how she feels responsible for Rebecca's death because she was like, oh, it's weird that, like, Rebecca's not home yet and it's really late. And then she goes to tell Max and Max was like, ah, don't worry about it. She always goes sailing. And Mrs. Danvers like, no i don't mm -hmm. think she'd go sailing in this weather and then she goes down to the boathouse and sees the boat's not there anymore like after a while because she like yeah, couldn't five sleep. in the morning she goes down yeah which like if mrs danvers who is her house like handmaid or whatever thought that this was suspicious wouldn't she be like oh yeah it probably is suspicious woman who spends every waking moment with my wife which this just made me trust maxim even less like we we're already at zero but then we got to like negative two <laughs> so it does um, sound like that was regular behavior for her though i guess down in the i the guess house. it's like enough that he can like write it off but, like, with the weather being that bad, it's suspicious. Um, and then Mrs. Danvers talks about how she's the only one allowed in the West Wing. She doesn't let any of the servants there. 
But then she like just throws a little fun tidbit in. It's like, hey, I feel like Rebecca's ghost is here. And sometimes I wonder if she like watches you and Maxim. Like, like watches us watch you. Yeah. Creep. <laughs> Weird. Ugh. Don't yeah. like that. Why are you even thinking about yeah. anything? Don't no. perceive our main character. No. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. So then she does a logical thing and goes into a room and locks the door and takes the key out so no one else can get in. Which, a mood. Like, as she should. <laughs> that is a terrifying experience. Yeah, it was quite scary. Yeah. And then we are on to chapter 15. We are on to chapter 15. Maxim called to say he'd be back around 7, but still doesn't talk to his wife. And then Beatrice calls and it's like, hey, let's go see my grandmother. That'd be fun. <laughs> Would it? No. No. It's, it's, it's a bad idea. Yeah. And then our main character feels like she's being watched by Mrs. Danvers and she's just getting more and more paranoid as the longer she's at this house. So I was like, oh, you know, maybe it'd be nice for her to get a little break and go out with Beatrice and have like a girl's day. Plot twist. It wasn't. <laughs> yeah no <laughs> so Beatrice as soon as she pulls in notices that our main character looks exceptionally pale like she is not looking good yeah Manderly is sucking the life out of her yeah yeah it's not good like she's gonna start looking like Mrs. Danvers <laughs> that's probably what happened to Mrs. Danvers <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Manderlines needs someone's life force to feed off of <laughs> All right. Okay. No, Mrs. Danvers is Rebecca. <laughs> this is what's <laughs> happened to Rebecca. Yeah. <laughs> so Beatrice asks if they're trying for kids because she's like, "You look so bad. You must be pregnant." And I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, a little rude, Beatrice. But like, also, Beatrice knew she was supposed to have a filter and threw it away when she got her car. Like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's also an awful driver, which is just like a fun little tidbit I want to keep in the notes. Um, <laughs> and then Beatri uh, our main character is like, hey, Beatrice, do you know someone named uh, Jack Favel? And he's like, oh, she's like, oh, yeah, that's Rebecca's cousin, which makes us drastically weirder. Because why would. How close do you have to be to your cousin? You know, that they're there after you're dead. Yeah. In your room. With yeah, pretending to be best friends with your maid. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's just weird. Lots of that I'm just not okay with, to be honest. Yeah. Whew. So they get to the grandmother's house, and she's not doing great, and she's pretty much blind. She's definitely got like dementia or something. Um, mm -hmm. But they're just like, she's just old, old people disease. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, and the grandmother seems to be pretty nice, but like Beatrice has to have like a shouting conversation. Like I feel like when people are around old people, they just get louder for no reason. <laughs> oh yeah. So Beatrice mentions that like our main character is an artist, and she's like, "Yeah, I got her art books for a wedding gift." Ha ha! Like you know, wanting to be like praised for her and the grandmother's like if someone got me books for my wedding present i'd be so mad i'd never read them and <laughs> beatrice gets her own feelings hurt which it'd be like that sometimes <laughs> <laughs> so 
while they're eating sandwiches, our main character starts freaking out about mortality. <laughs> she is the type. Yeah. yeah. As you do. <laughs> and then uh, we get to the grandmother asking why Maxim didn't bring Rebecca because she loves Rebecca and she immediately forgot who the main character was, which sad. It's really sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sucks for everyone. Yeah. 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 And the nurse is basically like, okay, you guys gotta go. Like, this is not good. This is a bad look. It's it's time to leave because she's not going to be in the right state of mind for a while. So everybody leaves. Beatrice continues to apologize. Our main character was like, please move on from this. I'm uncomfortable. (laughs) And Beatrice is like, no, you know what? I have to let you go. I need to talk to my husband about this. Which drops her off at the end of the driveway. (laughs) Speeds off. (laughs) The longest driveway ever. And like, Beatrice still has to be like, this upset me, even though it was directed at you. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we love her a little self-centered. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then as our main character is coming back into the house, uh, Maxim had apparently found out about Jack and is screaming at Mrs. Danvers. Good. Losing her mind. Mm-hmm. Losing his mind. Which, you know, as he should. Don't know how he found out. Maybe he's got surveillance tapes. Unknown. Maybe. Maybe. And says that, you know, he says that Jack is never allowed back. Good luck. Hit the road, Jack. Yeah. (laughs) And then when she comes in, he like acts like nothing happened, which is cute, which is (laughs) suspicious. And he doesn't say that he missed her and he doesn't say anything. And then the chapter ends. Yeah, he's not a great husband. No, no, he's definitely not. No, no, I have to agree. Yeah, he's failing. Yeah, tremendously. But yeah, that's all we got for this episode. I am very suspicious about many things. (laughs) You guys are forcing me to look into the future of the book. I just yeah, we're making her look at the <laughs> the actual relationship. She's like, "What? They're not in love? What? How did you guys know?" <laughs> I would just I would just prefer if they were. Listen, yeah, I think we all would. <laughs> but yeah, thank you guys so much for joining me on this episode. Where can all the listeners find your guys's podcast? Uh, you guys can find us at best underscore book club everywhere especially instagram that's where we are the most or you can send us an email at best underscore book club at outlook.com um oh we're uh you can listen to our podcast on all of the normal places and it's delightful so do that oh thank you yeah and we will catch you guys in the next episode where you know maxim might go to jail who knows anything could happen I think that the next episode is going to include my favorite chapter or one of my favorite chapters because it is just, oh, y'all want to get punched in the gut? It's, it's coming. Oh, I love I'm ready. gut punches. 
I am ready to be thrown for a loop. If I find out this entire time he secretly loved her, I'll lose it. I'm going to love it. It's going to be great. I <laughs> I can't wait to be proven wrong or be proven right. We don't know, but we will see. And yeah, we will we'll catch see. you all later in the next episode. Bye. 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 Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Barely Bookish podcast. Please be sure to check me out at, at Barely Bookish on literally every social media platform. I'm there. Um, I'd love to chat, so please come hang out. I would love it. Um, also, if you want to get these episodes a little bit earlier, please consider checking out the Patreon. It goes towards, you know, helping the show and, you know maintaining the way it is and all those good stuff but yeah please consider checking that out also every single month uh you'll get an exclusive episode this month we'll be talking about the um alfred hitchcock version of rebecca so that'll be a fun one uh well i guess in december is when it's going to come out but that'll be a fun one so please be sure to tune in to that um as well as you'll have the entire backlog there is a lot of patreon exclusive episodes and you get, you know, early access to every episode from here on out. So please consider checking that out. Um, but no real big announcements for me. I hope anybody that's participating in NaNoWriteMo this month is doing well and meeting those goals. Um, yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Our logo was designed by my little sibling, Sarah. Our theme song is by Raphael Crux. And I'll catch you all later. Bye!